What's up, everyone? This is the Law Raramundo, and we're going to start this just a little bit different this week on the GAWP. We just want to let you guys know to please truly take care of those you love, be there for those that you love, and just make sure they're doing fine. Because again, we're going through this Memorial Day weekend, and thoughts are changing a lot of times with the passing of those you love and everything like that. So please just take care and check on everyone you truly care about. And we're going to continue with the GAWP after this. What's up, everybody? Welcome again to another ridiculous, insane, inane, and downright ridiculous episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast that cuts through all the bullshit, the red tape, and gets right to the nitty-gritty of the weird and wild world of professional wrestling on a weekly basis. I am Avenging Ben. I'm old man Mike. (laughs) Hold up, Mike. And I'm the Law Ramunda. Hey! So, uh, this episode, you may notice that we're sort of back to our OG audio format this week because there's a reason for that. My ass is in Puerto Rico right now. Damn it, Ben. Why'd you kill the cafe? They don't know we're not together. Ben's on location, everybody. <laughs> yes, I'm. It's we like I'm, I'm in the room with you. It's crazy. We sent we sent him away. We sent him to Puerto Rico. Yeah, he's, he's gonna bring us back some boys. He's looking for great guests for the new show, for the new season. How is he pulling this? I don't. I, I've yet to find a single indie fed here in Puerto Rico. If there are any, let me know. Have you found one either? I have not found one either yet. No, that's that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Oh my god, but that is not the only significant thing going on. Uh, today is a very special day, because it's Whole Milk Mike's birthday! This is when everybody turns out. This is when everybody turns the episode off. Oh, fuck this shit, I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, so how, how you doing, sir? How's it feel to be 23 years old today? Yes, uh... He's no fuck. He's no fuck. He's no fuck. <laughs> and you, sir, can go fuck off. <laughs> and you, sir, and you, sir, can go fuck off. Jesus Christ. You're 20 and you act older than any of us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but no, seriousness, uh... Honestly, we just woke up. It's like early in the morning, in case anybody's wondering. But um, I'm going to go out tonight and have dinner with my family, so hopefully it's going to be a good day today. I'm trying to respond to everybody wishing me happy birthday on Facebook and Instagram, and even the one that just says, fuck off, and I'm just like, oh, thank you. It's an interesting little birthday message. That's America. Oh god, this country don't have a good Oh my no, god. No, let's not go political. Let's not go political. 
Alicia's, <laughs> Alice, you want? Alice, here's one for you. GAWP, the only, the only, the only crazy ass, the only crazy assholes that may tweet stupid shit, but at least we're not Roseanne Barr. How about that? Oh. Oh. Oh my God. You want to talk about that? That was. That's all, a huge bitch. Yeah. <laughs> all that woman had to do was well, keep was keep her stupid mouth shut and those people could have been rolling in money for the next half a decade I don't, it, I don't think it was going to that's the sad part about it because if you've seen this new reboot of Roseanne it's gotten touchy like the subjects they've touched on have been out of the usual ordinary for the Roseanne show because again it is a blue collar comedy but at the same time this season they said fuck off with that, and they tried to make it political as hell. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that it got canceled because, one, her comments were literally the ones they're making on the show. So I was amazed they lasted for, I think, five episodes so far? Yeah, now that's so the thing. Like, Goodbye. That's the thing. Like, it, it, it didn't surprise me that, like, somebody in that cast of characters would have voted for Trump. That makes sense to me. But, like... At a certain point, I just gotta say to myself, like, these are... This was not the right time to bring this show back. This was not the right time to do this. And regardless, like, but even if you don't like the show, all this, all, all these actors were just working for a paycheck. Like, what's her face? Goddamn. I mean, John Goodman's gonna be fine after this, because he's John Goodman. I feel bad for John Goodman. John because, Goodman's the only one I gave a fuck about because, in that show. Because he's a national treasure, but fucking... Lisa Gorenson, man, this is like the first role she's had in like, what, like 15, 20, ever, ever fucking yeah. years, and well, shit, she just lost out on like a couple of million goddamn dollars because her fucking co-actors couldn't keep her fucking mouth shut, so. Can we just get a show called Dan? Yeah. Just fuck, just fuck the Roseanne part, she dies in a car crash. <laughs> no, yeah, but... we could do that. Dan is gonna move so, in. So, the so, best so, 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 hospital. So, general no, hospital. I was going to oh, the <laughs> No, they do like. No, they do the. They do the two and a half men thing. Where like in the opening of the episode, they're at her funeral and like somebody like pushed her in front of a train. Oh. God. Remember that's how they killed off Charlie Sheen's character on Two and a Half Men. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird. TV is weird. Let's just imagine, like, the same rules will apply to this show. Like, God forbid one of us ever has to leave for, like, forever or, like, an extended period of time for whatever reason. We have to, like, come up with a, like, a kayfabe reason to write the person out. It's like, we regret to inform you that, like, Ray Raimundo will no longer be on this show. He, uh... He has, uh, of course, I'm the one that has to die. No, like, well, no, I'm, I'm being fair. Like, what would be the reason all of us, like, what would be all of our reasons to be written off? Like, yours would probably be like, he, he, he drank, like you, like, like a pile of law books fell on you or something, or the fucking courthouse exploded or something. General warts. Gen That's gonna be Mike's reason. Wait, did you say warts. genital warts? <laughs> what the fuck are general warts? The ones, you, the, the ones you get Mike, from a general? Mike, Mike's, uh, Mike's getting general. We all get general, but Mike gets general. For a great low rate, you can go online, go to the general, and save some time. That's the guy that gave it to me. Yep. Oh! <laughs> shit! Mike got fucked by a cartoon. God oh, no! If, if, you, if you see him, he's not a cartoon. Oh! <laughs> 
Son of a bitch. Anyway, but yeah, well that was, and I thought, and I thought, Please don't get offended by our comments, folks. Guys, like, I don't give a fuck about Roseanne Barr, neither should you, because that has nothing to do with wrestling. So let's stop talking about this stupid, loudmouthed, like, offensive idiot. And let's talk about another loudmouthed, offensive idiot. Oh, can you teach that, though, Ben? Oh, I can oh. teach that, and I can spell it out for you. And it's spelled. Oh, I got the hint. I'll leave. And it's spelled I D I O T or H A C K or oh my god, shut the fuck up already. Go away. We should probably give context. So if you don't know, and now you know, and if you don't know, now you know. So last week on the show, we mentioned very briefly that yes, Enzo Amore, aka Eric Arnd, former. WWE superstar, former cruiserweight champion, former all-around asshat. Well, he's still an all-around asshat, but he, at least he was I th- not. I, th- I thought you were about to say athlete. I was about to be a liar. Lies. You lie. But still, yeah. Of all the things, of all the things that this man is, was, or tried to be, uh, wrestler, athlete was never fucking one of them. But like, so Enzo Amore was officially cleared of all charges last week regarding any form of sexual assault or in the in the like. So he finally decided, hey, it's finally time to crawl out from underneath the uh, the rock I was hiding underneath for the past, what, two months? Mm-hmm. But it turns yeah, it out... Yeah, take two months. Yeah, but in the time since then, it's revealed that old uh, Enzo's been working on a little bit of a project. Of course he has. And by the way, I'd like to say for the fact, for the second consecutive time this season... I'm two for two now with shit that I've called perfectly. I called it as well. Yeah, well, you were you were on the money with this one as well. But see, if you know, I predicted that this was the direction he was going. I should probably just cut to it and get to what he did. Enzo Amore has jumped feet first into the world of hip hop. If you didn't see it, World Star Hip Hop on YouTube uh, launched a released Enzo's first rap single titled. Phoenix, and good Jesus, <laughs> oh sweet lord and shit, I, okay, let me put it this way, I am not, let me put it this way, if you asked me either A, to listen to this song on loop for a day, or take two rusty nails to each of my foot, to each of my feet. Mm-hmm. I would say, here's the keys, we're driving to Home Depot. This song made me realize that there is a God. <laughs> because if there is a God, there must be a hell. Because that's where this song came from. Wow. So, where to begin with this thing? First of all, it this is not like a low-budget music video. This was like a fully produced thing. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I, th- I think everybody who's probably li- who's listened to this right now have heard or listened to this song yep. countless times, and they understand probably the cost of production, or even people that like do music know the production uh, quality that Enzo would probably use, but not for nothing. Like, we've heard for months that he is friends with a lot of like, like C-list rappers, so 
they obviously helped him with this. Yeah, the Miz wasn't sure. the Miz wasn't blowing smoke in that promo. He actually was telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm not really a big fan of rap. Knowing like this is this is a typical white guy answer. I'm a fan of Eminem. Everybody else, I like, really don't care. But as far as this song goes, it's just of course, yeah. The one thing I hate is the fact that he took pot shots immediately. And that was, he opened the song saying, like, this is to all those haters, all those fake people behind a phone, all those uh, fake news articles. It's like, really, dude? It's... You knew he was going that route, though. Like, he's so, so, so you're gonna... engulfed in his thoughts. This dude... So he's gonna be like that. It takes a very special kind of insane, delusional, and fucking just goddamn egotism to produce something like this. I'm actually kind of like blown away by how like directionless and yet like weird this video was. Like he chooses to basically use this video as an outlet to insult everybody that was giving him shit lately. So he goes he goes after not only the girl who accused him but yeah, he, that, that was unnecessary. Which was also very unnecessary. Which leads, which leads to a very specific lyric we will mention later. But yeah. oh granted, yeah, granted that she accused him and that the charges were never filed, and they, they did an investigation, and they found nothing. Don't take pot shots at her. People have already done it enough for the past couple of months. Leave the poor girl alone. Got regardless of what she has done, just leave it alone and move forward. Like. Shit. Damn. Yeah, it, I I agree because at this point, like, what is there to be gained in his perspective by dragging this poor girl through the mud? Listen, she did, she did a thing that was probably not cool, but like, the girl doesn't deserve to be like reamed over the internet for this. Yeah, but I feel she was just taking shots at everything though. Like, she happened to be one in the fire just because. It's recent because he took a shot at everything. No, because he, he did went from every sport of wrestling into then. Oh yeah, this is what killed my career. So fuck yeah. The sh the video opens with some fat neckbeard dude sitting in his garage, like his mom's telling him to take out the trash, and he's like, "Mom, I'm watching the 25th anniversary of wrestling. Shut up!" And then like he goes like he's like blogging on the internet about wrestling, and I'm like, "Is he making fun of us?" Because, like... That's probably a dig at Dave Meltzer. Like, not just... Not even Dave Meltzer, really. Like, just a, a dig at... Cause Meltzer, Mike Johnson. I have, a, I have the lyrics right here on my phone. And he said, here is the opening lyrics to Enzo Amore's Phoenix. So, bear with me, if you will. Listen up, you sloppy jalopy son of a bitch. Sitting on your fucking couch with your fucking phone in your hand. Doing your armchair detective work. Think you know what the fuck is going on when the last time, when was the last time you kept a two-month social media silence? You think I wasn't going to say shit? So I think it's more referring to all of the dudes who, like, assumed shit outright without, like, knowing all the facts of the situation. Which, in his defense, a lot of dudes were doing that, including us. We did that, too. So, like, honestly, that part I kind of understand, but, like... He, he had to go that extra mile and sort of turn 
all wrestling fans into like these plump looking neckbeards. Which last time I checked, there was a majority of people that took your side. Yeah, like he he mentions those people but then too. He was very hypocritical because at the same time he wanted people to be at this event on Times Square on Monday. Yeah. He's like, um, yes. You can't contradict yourself and say all fans are shit, but at the same time, you want them to be there. So it's like your marketing strategy is idiotic. I'll say this. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say the video was in the way they, they formatted it, the way they What the fuck is happening over there? Is someone dying? No. What? You okay, Mike? <laughs> I was I was chuckling a little bit. Oh, it's you were like, like you're dying. Over I thought there. you were like banging on your phone or something. Ray, what were you saying? No, but again, the video to play devil's advocate, the video was interesting the way he formatted it, having a funeral for basically his career and showing this is him awakening. So I guess that's why he called it the Phoenix title, is just to to say like he rose like a phoenix. Though again, stay away from music. Like, I like fucking rap music and everything, like, in that Spanish genre as well, with reggaeton, but at the same time, this is just bad. This was, like, just, put, put aside whether or not you like this guy, you agree with anything he has to say, the no, truth I'm of the situation. No, I'm just it based off the it's music a, itself. It's a bad dude, song. It's a bad yeah. song. Like, the, the rhythm is all over the place. It never picks a consistent tone. The it's not even a rap song. It's more of like a diss track. It's more of a diss. His voice no. kept changing during the fucking track. Sometimes he's talking like this. Sometimes he's talking like this. Sometimes he's talking like like he's never fucker never picks a consistent rhythm. And it, it, and it doesn't help that he shaved his beard and he looks like a crack addict. Yeah. Oh my god. Enzo, you're not cutting a promo. Also, there's one thing that there's one thing that we're glossing over is that he's using. The Enzo Amore name. Yeah. Last time I checked, that's a WWE trademark. So wait for that to hit a few days where they well, get a cease and desist saying you can't use. No, that they name. probably they probably released that trademark just because they rather not be associated with him. So, but this is but this is WWE allowed, we're talking about. If no, they, if saying, he, it is a publicly traded company, so it's probably free of use now. Yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm, I'm not sure about that. WWE sometimes that. just sort of lets shit like that happen. That's the reason, like, a lot of guys get their names back. Like, I think recently, like, Simon Grimm got his Simon Gotch name back because the trademark expired so he could use it again. Yeah, but I don't know when... I'm just saying that. I think Enzo using his WWE name instead of whatever, uh, what's, what's his Twitter handle? At, at Real One. I think it's instead Real Love. That, I, I think, I think, it's think real WWE's looking at that and just like, like, dude, like, we fired you because of obvious reasons. And I still don't get why people are saying you should sue WWE. He was fired because he hid information from them. Okay, and, like, I agree with you, like, this whole thing, they, they just probably want to distance themselves from him as much as possible, and seeing this, I can understand why, like, this disappoints me, because, like, cards on the table here, for a good long while, I was a fan of this guy, I think we all were at a certain point. Heel ends on the Cruiserweight division worked. It did work, like, I liked him and Big and Cass, him and Big Cass when they were in NXT, I liked him and Carmella and all that stuff. I liked him 
cutting this. I liked his promos. I genuinely thought the dude was entertaining. It was only along the way that he exposed himself as a shitty wrestler and a shitty person. But, like, it, it, I just, I wish, I feel like WWE needs a guy like Enzo Amore, but they don't need Eric Arnd. You know what I mean? But wouldn't you also say that it's the Enzo Amore character was a reflection on him? It was just basically him with a different name. It was basically him cranked up to 11. That's all it but was. That's, that's usually what wrestling is, though. Your persona is basically a form of you just cranked up, and that's what wrestling is always about. The thing is, Enzo Amore, the character itself, it worked. The character was working. It gave life to the Cruiserweight division when it needed it. However, again, the dude was always a douche. It's been reported so many fucking times. Yeah. And guys have come out and straightly say it. Like a friend of ours, I'm not going to mention his name, he he to, he spoke of Big Cass a lot, and Cass would say it, he could not stand the dude anymore. Like, yeah. not even just wrestling-wise, just a shoot. How usually with tag teams, they're like, hey, hang out together and let fans see you. He could not stand him anymore. So to think, a guy that was basically playing his best friend could not stand him in real life, that says something. No one in the back likes you. The Miz tore into him on television. In a shoot promo that was real life. Yeah, basically. How ironic yeah. is it that The Miz, like, circa a decade ago, was pissing off everybody in WWE, and then, like, it's 15, 10 to 15 years later, he is now the seasoned veteran telling the young gun how he's fucking up, how the times have changed. Like... Some of these lyrics are just the most befuddling thing. I recommend everybody just read these, because, like, some of these get lost in the video, in my opinion, but here's the bit that, like, really started, got, that really got me. Just fired up and confused and pissed. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, bitch. Pudding ain't no got no roofalin. Nah, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. Nah, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. Proof was only ingredient I used to make this shit. They can feel when you win, when you're genuine, you're bound to win. Six years as a role model, time to sign that remodel, going full throttle. I ain't thinking about tomorrow. See you at the civil trial, bitch them wages getting garnished. Uh, bitch them wages getting garnished for my image that you tarnished. I ain't asking for an ounce of sorrow. See, this is the best way of my life. I can't wait for tomorrow. What the? F oh. So is he basically just this whole? Is this a one and done? Because if he does more songs like this, he's gonna piss a lot more people off. He's gonna get sued a lot more because he just because you just read the lyrics and I heard you plain and simple. He's basically just admitted that he's gonna take this woman to court. Yeah, and oh, here's another, here's another fucking gem. TMZ owes me some restitution in the midst of disillusion. Choosing public prosecution over constitution ain't the right solution. Pause, pause, pause. This motherfucker went to TMZ and said all that shit. They don't come to you, you go to them. Not, not really, Mike. A lot of times they do go... But I get what he's saying. He's saying that because, again, usually with a court case, especially when it is something like this, they're not supposed to speak on it, and they publicly put it out there. So 
I'm understanding right. that lyric, but again, but right, but right, his, also, but, all right, go on. No, but his his whole statements is contradicted everything because at the same time he's defaming a company because the six years line is defaming WWE, but at the same yeah. time he's trying to get pity and saying, "Oh, I was the victim of this," and it's like this, this you is the can't worst. Play both sides of the coin. This is this is the, this is the worst case of getting sympathy because I'll I'll go back on the TMZ thing. Yes, TMZ goes to places and they hope to find people and they have their sources of, oh, Beyonce's going to be over here, Aaron Grande's going to be over there. If Enzo sees that there's a TMZ crew, he goes to the TMZ crew. Like, they're not that hard to find. They they might as well just hold a sign saying, come visit us, we have a camera, come talk to us. (laughs) All right, like... It's just stupid. The whole thing is very fucking... You're all raising. I think we lost more brain cells listening to that song. song. I lost. I agree with you. I lost. I lost more brain cells listening to this song than I did any of the drinking I've been doing this week. I'd rather listen to Insane Clown Posse than this shit again. Insane Clown Posse. Hey, ICP are talented. This guy is not. Can we say this? Can we agree on this? The Macho Man is a better rapper yes. than Enzo Morris. Yes. Dude, Be a man ain't looking too fucking bad in hindsight now, is it? You know what? Yeah. You know what? Now, during intermission, I want a Macho Man, one of Macho Man's songs to play during intermission. I can make that happen. Hey, Ben, editing the video. Can you put that in? Good. Thank you. So, Thanks, Benny. No problem. Okay, I got it. Before we wrap the segment up, I, I do want to say a few more of these lyrics to you guys because these are mind-blowing. This is like legitimate, like... This is the writings of an insane person. Listen to this. Choosing public prosecution over constitution ain't the right solution. Gender persecution hurts the Me Too movement and our women's revolution. The fuck you doing? Wow. Okay, here's, here's the bridge. You got your 15 minutes, girl. I ain't mad at ya. Nothing but love for ya. So that's why you're dragging her name through the mud, right? Oh, he just he he just contradicted himself, himself in the same song. Okay, and I was gonna save this for later, but you know what? I'm so hyped now. Here's an early in the show stupid tweet of the week because this dumb dickhole decided that this lyric was so good he had to tweet it. He thought to himself, "You know, bro, this shit right here." This is fucking poetry. I'm going to put this shit for everyone to see. Here is, this is the last of this lyric I am going to read. St- got me against the world and here's the hook. Still I rise like a feet from the ashes like a phoenix middle finger to the sky gripping my consensual penis. Please tell me. He... Come on. Come and on. then he tweeted hashtag consensual penis. Um. Okay, I'd like to quote something here. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I feel like my brain has committed suicide. I, I, I can feel it bleeding. I, uh, I no com- There's no comment for this. How do you? I don't, I don't a, know what to, to say. A, a, a grown man tweeted hashtag 
consensual penis in, it's like, in regards of the rape allegation. It's poor taste to do something like this. You really have no fucking sympathy for the woman because at the end of the day, no matter if it happened or not, she is that psychologically fucked to yeah. believe something occurred and you, instead of trying to talk it out, tell the WWE, hey, this is happening, I'm trying to get it solved. But no, he's going to take the back end to try to get more publicity. And literally, literally, literally the back end. Yeah, but he's doing a stupid stunt like this, and it's like, it's Com- idiotic. This. But you know what? I'm not even mad at him. What I'm mad at are the people that are proving this and are actually supporting the fucking movement. Oh, my God. Because you know what pisses me off? That there were that many fucking people at Times Square on fucking Monday, and we knew a lot of people there. We're not going to name names. What the fuck are you doing? We're not naming names. No, I'm not going to name a name because I'm not going to bully them. But I'm just going to say, don't fucking support this shit. Any of you fuckers would have a sister, a mother, any woman member of your fucking family have something like this happen, you're going to want to kill the motherfucker. But just because he's Enzo fucking Amora, Eric, or is the the asshole? This is why I this is why I think the WWE is gonna put a cease and desist on the name that way because when people see Enzo Mori Phoenix, they're gonna be like, oh god. Putting aside put, whether or not it, you think it's basically under the WWE banner. That's what that's what Bingo. their logic is. Putting aside whether or not you think he actually did it. Because in truth, I honestly think that the girl's story is a little dubious. I've seen enough online to counteract it. But even still, she did a stupid thing. She doesn't deserve to get this from this asshole. Compare this. If you want to do a diss track right, compare this to a song like Slim Shady, which is one of the ultimate diss tracks. Listen to this lyric. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his raps to sell records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. You think I did give a damn about a Grammy? Half of you critics can't even stomach me, let alone stand me. But Slim, what if you wouldn't? Wouldn't it be weird? Why so you guys can just lie to get me here? Like, lyrics like that, a diss track like that works because it's clear, concise, and it's based in, like, actual facts. <laughs> But that's an actual rapper rapping, Ben. This is the bullshit. Exactly. Like, dude, this dude thinks just because he knows rapper and he knows this, oh, I can rap too. Like, no, we know a bunch mm-hmm. of wrestlers. I've trained, but I'm not just going to step into a fucking match and say, fuck it. No. <laughs> this is why you're supposed to practice your craft. If he actually would have taken the two months that he's under a rock to actually practice what the fuck he wants to do, this does not look practice. This looks like it's a high-budget shit show. Yeah, this is what it's happens like, when way too much money meets way too much crazy. Yeah, and you know what? The sad I, fact is, the amount of views this video is already getting, that support he got in Times Square, fucker's going to probably make a million dollars off of this song, and he's probably going to have ben, a long career out of this. Ben, can you do me a quick favor and just tell me what the ratio is between likes and dislikes on the video? I will Google that right now, good sir. Just uh, give me one. As, as Ben's doing that, I just want to say, I just want to make this funny, like last point. It's kind of funny, is that this man had two months uh, with the allegations, the investigations, and he comes up with this shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, so here is the official, and this is on the World Star Hip Hop page. This isn't like a Facebook video or nothing. The video has a total of seven hundred thousand six of of seven hundred and six thousand five hundred twenty-three views. Not too bad. Not too bad. Right. But it's but it considering it was only posted like two days ago. But the uh the it has over twenty thousand likes, but it has over nine thousand dislikes, which is that's a lot of hate. That, that 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 still to me it's it's a better ratio for him honestly because it is something he's getting the attention and no matter how many dislikes seven hundred thousand views in less than two days is not bad. Yeah, up and coming for, for a thing called those up are and coming artist. Um, and those are gonna fucking transition artists. into. Yeah, but immediately. We we've gone on long enough about this at this point. Point is, this video is the rap equivalent of a punch to my, of literally like a knitting needle to my eardrums, and it just is, say it, Ben, a punch to your dick. It's a this thing is a punch to my this this song is a punch to my dick from a scrotum of a human being. And Lord knows I would, if, if this guy will, you want to watch something more entertaining than this video that actually will show you who the real Enzo Amore is, watch Simon Gotch's shoot video on Enzo. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. If you want to see a wrestler sing, just listen to Joe Hendrick. Yeah. If you want a wrestler who can sing, uh, hey, if you want a wrestler who can rap, go listen to Aiden English. Mm-hmm. For our truth. Or our truth, yeah, our truth, honestly. Our truth, the actual rapper, and all this. Yeah, right, yeah. and uh, go listen to Macho Man's "Be a Man" because it's uh, not so bad in hindsight. Yeah. Nope. In the mission, we'll be playing that for you. Totally, we'll get to we'll give you a little taste of that one. So, with all of that, be a man, Hogan. Oh yeah, you never be you, Hogan. But yeah, let's uh, let's move on. These more macho man impressions. It does. <laughs> Mike, how about you take us through the highlights of Monday Night Raw? Yeah, dig it. Monday Night Raw. What in the fuck did we watch? <laughs> yeah, I gave up on it. Uh. Yeah, I, 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 this, this was a, this was a, this was a, an interesting one this week. There were some highlights, but Mike, just take us through the good shit. I gave up during the Sami Zayn segment. I gave up a little bit after that, after the barbecue segment, but we'll get into all, we'll get into this shit. Uh, we opened Monday Night Raw with Braun Strowman cutting a promo about the Money in the Bank ladder match. Then Finn Balor comes out, basically says he wants another match, and then slaps the shit out of Braun. Now, I'm bringing this up because is there potential in a Finn Balor heel turn? Yes. Explain. If you've ever seen... Fergal Devitt back in New Japan when he was like crazy bullet club mob boss. He was an awesome heel. And turning that dude heel this side of the uh, this on this part of WWE would be absolute pure money in my opinion. So would you say it would, you think it would work in a WWE landscape? Oh absolutely. Like they would be People, you, you would immediately get heat because he has all these fans and supporters, and like they'd see their hero turn bad, and the guy already can. The, the dude has the makings of a perfectly arrogant asshole, so like the tools are there. They just need to go all the way with it. 
Bill Ballard that was going to be that heel, you're li- you're still going to like that. He's like Edge. He's going to be the guy that you're going to want to cheer no matter what he's playing. If he's the baby face, if he's the heel, he's still going to get cheered, honestly. It's Finn Balor. I wouldn't use Edge as an example because there was a time when he got genuine heel heat. Yeah, but I, still, I, I, but I, I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I just think Edge is a, is a bad example. No, but I'm saying like Edge is a heel that even though he was a heel, people still hated to love the guy, like a flair. You right. wanted to hate the guy, but you still loved him as a heel. So it's going to be the same with Bauer because even when he was Prince Devitt, to use Ben's point, he was still getting cheered in Japan because he was the gaijin that was doing amazing stuff with the Bullet Club. He was doing amazing stuff with the Bullet Club as a heel. And even then, when he was in ICW or wrestling all over Europe, he was still getting genuine love, even though he was a heel. Right. I just think that with Finn's size and the fact that he doesn't have the Gallows and Anderson to back him mm-hmm. up, it's going to be very difficult for him if, he, if he's going to turn heel to go up against the big bigger guys like Lashley or Roman Reigns, that, like, that, no, but that's, that's what's going to add up. Now it's the harder part. Now as a babyface, he can't do as much as he would like to do at just trying to go against the big guys. Doing the heel gimmick, now he can do heel tactics. He can even the, the odds using, if he needs to, weapons, underhanded tactics, getting count-out victories if he needs to. Like It's a different play, playground that he's going to be able to use to his advantage. Don't mention count out on this show ever, ever again. Yeah. Double count out. Double count out. Hashtag double count out t-shirt coming soon. Oh my god, so not only am I celebrating a birthday, but Seth Rollins is celebrating a birthday on Monday, and he had a match with uh, Jinder Mahal. Uh, it, was a, it was actually a good Jinder Mahal match, but it's, it's Seth fucking Rollins. He's getting better. He's getting better. Yeah. I want to mention this because a news item broke yesterday in that WWE gave Roman Reigns the week off for his birthday. Meanwhile, Seth Rollins just wrestled on his birthday. Kind of shows. Mike, do you want the week off for your birthday? No. If, 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 if I need to make money, damn it. <laughs> but, yeah. no, but do you understand, do you understand the bias of this company? It's like, they gave Roman Reigns the uh, house shows off. They gave him TV off, and they just said, "Enjoy your week with your family." What about Seth Rollins? Just go out there and bust your ass and do an injury angle for us. Yeah. Speaking of injury angle, uh, before the match even started, Elias was performing, and Seth Rollins interrupted. So after the match, uh, Seth Rollins got himself disqualified. It was on the announce table holding a steel chair, and Elias bashed the living hell out of him with a guitar. I can get behind this feud. Same, because, well, it is, it would be kind of an, it is, the feud is kind of awkward, because if I was Seth Rollins, I wouldn't want to fight my twin brother either. You want to, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they look fucking identical. You better hope Seth Rollins isn't wearing black pants in the match. Because I'm going to be like, oh my god, he said just hit him with a chair. That's Elias. No, wait, but, but who's the other one? That's that's Elias over there. Thought that was Seth. Seth Rollins just hit him with a guitar. No, no, that's that, Elias. That's Elias. Wait. Oh. God forbid Seth uses the guitar as a weapon legit, because then they won't. we won't be able to tell them to fuck apart. 
Oh. One of these this bros, is like, is one of these guys. Phasing his next evolution. This is why I don't like that Seth Rollins took that blonde streak out of his hair, because at least I could have told them apart that way. No, no but you can kind of tell, because Elias is a little more jacked. bigger. He's a yeah. dude, a broad-chested bastard. Elias does not skip chest day. He did not skip chest at Jim Brothers or, Punk. Or, or, or arm day. Damn. Uh, so, Elias and Seth Rollins are probably going to be made for Money in the Bank, which I'm fine with. Uh, I, I think that was announced, wasn't it? Uh, not yet. Mm. Probably by, by the time of this recording, it probably is going to be announced. Okay. But, um, yeah, because I saw a graphic, and I think, I think it was... I think it was, it, was, it, was probably, it was probably a fan-made graphic. Mm. But, um... I, I was mentioning to you guys on Monday when this happened, I was like, if there's somebody on the roster that can realistically end Rollins' reign, it could be Elias. You just gotta... Now, Elias is not... He's not on the same level as Seth Rollins' ring work, but you know what? His character and the match itself with uh, the heel tactics like you've been mentioning before, it could work. It really could, yeah. in my opinion. The dude is absolute pure money. Like The dude doesn't have to... He doesn't have to blade, he doesn't have to swear, he doesn't have to do anything like that. Yeah. Just go out there and show what you can do. Yeah, just like, uh, do, the dude doesn't have to like blade or swear or do anything. All he has to do is come out, play his guitar, and make people hate him. And he's very, he's a very hateable guy. Yeah, he is. He's every motherfucker I've ever seen in like a fucking g- club in Brooklyn playing his fucking guitar. And we love him. Yeah. And we love him for this. Because how fucking refreshing is it to see someone in 20 goddamn 18 have an actual goddamn developed personality? In a year, no less, since debuting on the roster. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. I keep thinking this to myself, but it's insane. NXT, the dude was a flop. Like... Nobody got it. The dude was, like, just another act there. Like, the dude was a utility player in NXT for years. They finally give him this drifter gimmick, and then dude just pops up on Raw one day and hits the ground running. Now he's getting pinfall wins over John Cena. He's hitting Seth Rollins over the head with guitars. He's beating people in high-profile matches. He's gotten pins over Finn Balor, and I don't know what the fuck is happening... Point is, tell tell Vince McMahon about your secret talent, kids. It might actually get you over with them. God damn it! What can you? God damn it! What can you do, pal? Well, I can. Uh, I know yo-yo tricks. Book it. And he's about to get the most. He's about to get the third prestigious title in the company, the Intercontinental Title. We can assume. Um, yeah, we can assume. We can all just assume that this is a one-off, and then. For some weird reason, Jason Jordan pops up again. We get that as money in the bank, but you never know in this company. But um, we have Nia Jax coming out to squash a very beautiful jobber, as I noted on Monday. By the way, this segment really illustrated just how WWE has like no consistency with their storytelling. Nia Jax, who I like just got off of a big storyline with Alexa Bliss. What was the crux of this storyline? Nia Jax is a bully. Nia Jax. No, I am not. Two weeks later, she bullies someone. Yeah. 
you people wrote the script. Did you forget? That just shows that the story writers just don't know what they're doing. Well, they have no consistency in what they're doing. And I'm not an idiot. I know formatting television is hard. If any of you have ever tried to write a fucking multi-episode screenplay, you have my sympathy. It's hard to keep details straight sometimes. But within the same fucking year? Not even just same, a year. Of, in a three month months. Span. Three months. But within the same month? This is insanity. So You literally working. just proved the heel from the last feud right. It's and like, I know that we were advocating I to I know that we were advocating to turn her heel. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's fine. But like what, what, what you mean we're advocating for her to turn babyface? Uh, no, we were talking about like Nia would be better off as a heel. Yep. But, but I remember before that we were all like just turn a babyface and then it's just like the babyface run didn't work and they're just like, Oh, make her a heel again. Just like fuck it. This you know what the problem is? Is that her character what is her character? Well, because she, she comes out on Raw, she has a squash match. Ronda Rousey's on commentary, but she's basically showing that. Oh, you think you're gonna make me tap out? Watch this. I'm gonna crush your chest. She just does a poncho. It's like this woman. I don't know what her character is. I know she's trying to like prove that she's better than Ronda, but she just comes off as a dick. I am not like most girls. Fine. That is a good... That's a seed of a decent gimmick. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, like, what do I know about... Well, first of all, like, let's break this down. Is she, like, the conqueror-destroyer? No. She no. lose. She lose. Before that feud with Alexis, she lost, like, all the time. She lost twice to Asuka. She loses, she loses to Bailey, Sasha Banks, <laughs> almost everybody on the roster. Okay, like, is she, she, is she... She only wins if you push her to win. Is she, is she like, a cold, emotionless bitch? No, she, she, she screams. She cries a lot. Like, okay, so is she, like, a likable girl who just happens to be, like... Is she, like, an advocate for, like, people with different body types? Like, bigger girls? Well, okay, they were kind of going in that direction, but... It didn't work. So, what is she? Who is she? Like, there needs to be some fucking consistency here. I feel like the best thing we can go with is that she truly is egotistical at some point. Because she has so many... Like, if this doesn't go her way, then she's going to attack. If this happens, she's going to attack. So, most of it is her ego feeding off whatever emotion she has at the moment. So, I guess we could put... She's human? <laughs> there's, like, there's, there's one thing that Nia Jax has been saying for the past two weeks that is already contradictable is that she's saying that Ronda is not going to put it in the arm bar. And I looked it up. She lost to Asuka twice. Remember at Elimination Chamber in the week after on Raw to an arm bar. Yeah. Mike, Mike, we don't remember that. It was a right. couple of months ago. WWE, if it happened six months ago, we forget about it. And that's what I'm getting at right now. They think we're fucking morons. We have short attention spans. We pay attention to the... No, sm- Mike, 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 Mike. You know. That's the thing. We don't. Us. Us in the community. Most fans, sadly, do. Because I can, I, I can tell you, half of the WWE audience from Monday probably believed it, that she's not going to be able to put her in an arm bar. When in reality, Oscar, a smaller woman, 
compared to Ronda Rousey, was able to tap her out to an armbar. Like, WWE makes it seem, oh, they're not going to remember this. Fuck their thoughts. And then we talk about it on the podcast, like, you tried to fool us, WWE. This happened a few fucking months ago. WWE is just looking at us like, you fools. Well, Ray, <laughs> Ray, hold on. Your point is already wrong. Because when Nia Jack says, you're not going to put me in an arm bar, you're not going to make me tap out, what do the fans do in the, in the arena? They don't react. They have, they have, that, they, have they pull a funny face because it's like, bullshit, you tapped out months ago to this. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I can... Tell you honestly, not half of the fans know. Half of the fucking fans, and that's what WWE wants. They want people to fucking forget about it, and they a lot of times do. With the blatant storylines they do and the stupidity that sometimes WWE puts in front of them, they forget what just happened a week ago. Like today, like fucking Monday, they did the barbecue tag team segment. In a few weeks, you're not going to remember that barbecue segment. And that's what WWE wants, so they'll put more bullshit in your head. And we, as a podcast, we look into it. As people that work in a wrestling company, we're going to remember just because we need, we want to know how they progress with segments. But most people aren't looking in depth, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's not that I'm saying that fucking all the people on Monday didn't know. I'm just saying WWE's fans in general. As a perspective, you're, that's what WWE wants, is to be able to feed off those few people that don't know and are not constantly watching and remembering certain spots because they really don't give a fuck. They're just watching and if it works or it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I just want to mention this one note about Monday Night Raw. They had a match with Kevin Owens and Bobby Roode. Last week I was saying how Bobby Roode is losing a little too much. He lost again this week. So, yeah. Yeah. Glorious loss. I know he's just another body in the money in the bank ladder match, but at this point, just replace him. Because obviously nobody's going to pick him to win. Because he keeps losing. He lost to the last last week. He lost, he lost to Kevin. Yeah, but game. don't a lot of guys have usually done that. The money in the bank is what's supposed to skyrocket their career. So most likely, I would think Bobby Roode has a good chance. He's a guy that's fucking been going downhill. This could be something to pick him up and give him a title shot. Am I fucking Bobby Roode to win it? Hell no. But Ray, I'm Ray, just saying. I, Ray, if I was in the same room with, with you, I would see your nose grow out to this to, to, to enormous <laughs> proportions. Fucking Pinocchio. You're lying to me. You're, you lie. You fucking lie. Oh, my uh, God. So we're, now we're going to talk about the part where Ray quit the show. Yeah. Oh, Zane came out for an apology. Uh, you know what? So, Sami Zayn came out. He was supposed to issue an apology for what happened last week. I guess it was not an apology for having three grown men dressed up as women. Not just, and not, and I think it was more because of, sorry, the segment sucked. Yeah. Bobby Lack came out with another smile on his face. God damn, you turn, you're already. Sidebar, time out for a second. I have to say, I have to say something for the record. I owe. A serious apology to somebody. I have an apology to make as well. I owe a serious apology to Cedric Alexander. I had no idea that when I insulted you for having the most bland theme song in the WWE, I did not yet hear Bobby Lashley's theme song. 
Yes, and about eight weeks since he has returned, still comes out to crickets. By the by, I found out something recently that kind of makes me look at Bobby Lashley in a whole new light, or at least WWE, both of them. Apparently, they had a big push in mind for him, like circa 2008, and then he left, which is why WWE said, if, you haven't, if you've been here for a short time, we're not pushing you, which is why guys like Carlito, MVP, and like John Morrison always got the short end of the stick. I think we. I think if you looked at Lash's character in 2008, you knew he was going to get pushed because yep. he, he had that match with John Cena for the WWE title. He was going to be position. He was going to be as as everybody's putting it, the first African American WWE champion. And he was. Do- it was a dominant run because he started off with the handicap matches and just squashing. So you knew he was getting placed as a top guy. Right, but in now he's not even a mid card. Whatever, like, whatever magic he had in uh, Impact is gone. Because he comes out here and he basically sticks his arm out. He says, I accept your apology. Then he just won't let, let his grip go. He says, but I want to face you at Money in the Bank. And Sami Zayn says, yes. So now we have Lashley and Sami Zayn at Money in the Bank. Now, granted, it could be a good match, but the buildup is goddamn horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Lashley is supposed to be Brock. I I'm doubting that. I am seriously doubting this. Uh, also, another thing I I'm personally doubting is this, this tag team division because we had the B team barbecue invitational. I'm gonna, mm. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm gonna sum this up in, in in a couple of words. The B team tried their damnedest to get this over. Titus O'Neil has one of the most stupidest shirts I've ever seen in my life. You have Rhino, former ECW heavyweight champion and bona fide Hall of Famer, sitting in a lounge chair eating bologna sandwiches out of a tray. And and you have the Revival. You have the Ascension. You have Brazongo. And you just look at this a talent and this collection of teams and it's just like Jobber City. Yeah, this whole thing just exposed this tag division for how sadly pathetic it all is. Was this segment kind of funny? Yeah, it was. But, like, I don't want the entire... You relegate one, two tag teams max to being the comedy tag team. Not all of them. Not all of them. When you do this, you make your tag division look pathetic thank the only way this segment could have been saved was if fucking aop came out and murdered everyone just speaking of where was the aop where have they been i've seen reports i've seen reports of wwe supposedly not knowing what to do with either the aop or sanity that's why neither team has Either returned or debuted. So, and it's so, sad so, because so this is a retort. So this is a rebuttal. Why bring them up to the main roster if you don't have plans for them? No, but that's the thing. I think they saw potential and they saw okay, we can do something. They get them and now it's like don't have fuck, any what idea. Do we do. We have what to do wait. We do? You know what the worst part is? You have to wait six months for them to get to be in, like, in the tag pic, the tag title picture. 
Because right now, the obvious direction they're going in is the BT versus uh, Hardy and Wyatt. That's fine. But when you put Heath Slater and Rhino, Titus Worldwide, the B-Team, Brazongo, Ascension, and the Revival all in the ring having a stupid food fight and having Rhino throw bologna sandwiches out to the crowd, what does that tell you about, what does that tell you about this tag division? You look on SmackDown's tag division, the Bar, the Good Brothers, the Bludgeon Brothers, the New Day, the Usos, the Colognes. Sanity is going to eventually get uh, get some airtime, and you just look at the you just look at the difference, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, SmackDown definitely has the better half of the tag division, but still, it's crazy to think. Again, they need to put someone in this mix because Raw is just. Their tag division is gone. The son of Mr. Perfect is just a fucking joke. Uh, I feel you... bad. Like, th- that team could definitely be something that could work. I don't, I feel like they're just using them as comedic characters, but again, they could do so much fucking more. They're, they're, they're both, in the ring. They're, they're both sons of uh, Hall of Famers. Uh, they're Hall of Fame sons. They're second and third generation superstars. Use them. Right. Use them fucking right because they got Curtis Axel, fucking uh, Joe Hennon. The dude right. can work. The dude can fucking work. I feel if they did something not fucking B team, outcast, whatever you want to call them, be fucking a second generation. Let this be the new age legacy. And the and the sad part is that he's he's not getting any younger. He's almost forty years old. Yeah, fucking Axel is gonna be done, and he's not gonna get nothing. He's and, not gonna he, and, and he's almost thirty. Yeah, it's sad. Bo and fucking and Curtis are two guys that could definitely at least have some shot as as a tag team and get tag title run. But again, doing the stupid comedic sticks aren't working for them. There's good so, comedy and there's bad comedy. This fell in the middle of comedy. No, but that's the thing. You know why it's, I would say it's at least decent? Just because they have done it before, but again, I feel it doesn't work anymore. They are something that people want to see work, but at the same time, you don't just want to see comedy, 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 because it dies out. The joke okay. of it runs other, out of it. The other thing that didn't help was, as Titus O'Neil interrupted them, because they're like, you, want, you brought us out here because you just want to jump ahead of us and get a tag title shot. And there was a quick pause, and then all of a sudden you hear Michael Cole. Michael Cole snorted. For what? What was so funny? I think yeah. it was just oh, Rhino. Oh, oh, it's Titus O'Neil. It's a funny black man. He just paused. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. That's when I gave up on the show, and then we had the main event. Sasha Banks won a call match. She's in the women's main event. Fuck, fuck this show. Fuck yes. this show. Yeah, raw fucking. No. If I had to give this shit a grade, I'm going to give it a D. It was okay. No, it wasn't even okay. It was below average for me. It wasn't a total flop for me. But like The only, real, the only highlights were the opening segment with Braun Strowman and Finn Balor and then... Elias. <laughs> Elias and Seth Rollins. And also, an underrated match, uh, Drew McIntyre and Chad Gable. That was good. Yes. But when you, ha- when you have that match over all of this bullshit, nobody talks about it. Unfortunately. Yep. It gets lost in the shuffle just because how bad the rest of the show was. And that's fucking sad because it was a good match. I saw the highlights afterward. It worked. 
Mercifully, so. SmackDown Live, way fucking better. Yep. All right, so let's jump to SmackDown. Uh, we had Samoa Joe come out uh, for a promo. Uh, I think all of us believe that they're actually going to do the main event now because Samoa Joe came out. Uh, Samoa Joe came out, he grabbed the ladder, and immediately got the briefcase and then kind of awesome promo. you got to admit, Samoa Joe... Doing the best mic work of his career. Oh in God, the past absolutely! Three years he's been at WWE. Yeah, so man, it was. ROH promos and his TNA promos with the dick on his face. This is his best promos. I love how like every time we mention Samoa Joe on this show, one way or another, it's always going to come back to that dick on his face. Because that tattoo was stupid. It wasn't even that. Never mind. Not going into it. Not going into it. <laughs> It's like somebody said, we need to give him a tattoo. Hold on. Let me slap my dick on his face and trace it with a, with a Sharpie. No, but that was what it was supposed to resemble. Was It's supposed to be a, a dick? tattoo on his face. It's supposed to resemble a dick? No, not a dick. <laughs> well, we don't know what the, what the media team on TNA was at that point. So, was to be a dick. so Joe cuts an awesome promo saying that it's his destiny to be the WWE champion. And that when he wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, that the, the champion, whoever it may be, is going to have the head on a swivel. Because when I have it, you have to watch your back 24-7, like every single day, uh, uh, seven days a week. Uh, then uh, Daniel Bryan comes out. Because J- Joe also said that after tonight, that your wife and your daughter are going to be crying again. Because uh, what I'm going to do to you is worse than forced retirement. So that's when Daniel Bryan came out and said, don't you ever mention my wife or my daughter again, or I'm going to break your leg. And then, speaking of broken legs, Big Cass came out. Come out, comes out in a suit, calls Mojo Fat, classy. And then Big Cass says that tonight he gets his, he he's going to get his mandatory uh, qualifying match that he was promised and that he's medically cleared. Attack Daniel Bryan with the crutch, and Samoa Joe with the crutch, then hit them with the briefcase, and that was our opening segment. Then we come back, and Paige says that that Big Cass is telling the truth. He is cleared to compete, but tonight's main event is now going to be Cass, Bryan, and Joe with the winner getting a spot in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. I was fine with this. It made sense, in my opinion. Like, you want to save Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. Like a really big deal. This is worthy. Survivor Series. Yeah, this is worth it to say for a pay per view. So I was fine with this 100%. What happened next? Uh, We had a six man tag, Miz and The Bar versus New Day. This was way better than it had any right being because, like, we get six man tags all the fucking time now, but this was really good. Well, when you have the Miz, the Bar, and the New Day in the ring together, obviously, it's gonna it's gonna be good no matter what. Uh, uh, New Day gets the win with Biggie getting the pin. We still don't know who the New Day representative will be. <sighs> Excuse me, uh, it might be Biggie. It's I think, gonna be. I think we'll I, I it's Biggie. It's gonna probably be fucking all of you. Know what the fucking finish will be? I guarantee to you, it's probably gonna be. There are probably gonna pick somebody, but like all the ladders are gonna be broken. And so, like, the New Day will lift the member they want to win <laughs> up and grab the... Like, fucking Big E will be on the bottom because, like, he's the biggest. Fucking Kofi 
We'll either Kofi or Xavier will get the a fucking swerve. What if just Xavier Woods gets it? That would be fucking crazy. I can, oh I could, god! I could, I, I could picture them all standing like in the middle of the ring with one of them trying to get their briefcase, and the Bronx confronts them, and it's just like, "What are you doing?" And they're just like, "Never mind, never mind." They get into like a game. They get into like a weird ass game of chicken with him. Oh, get these hands. Let's play patty cake. Get these hands. Get these hands. Let's play chicken. Can I eat the chicken? I need my protein. Uh, We had Shinsuke Nakamura uh, basically destroying Ty Dillinger. Yep. Uh, Basically putting over the last man standing step. Uh, Then we have AJ Styles cutting a promo saying that Nakamura is underestimating him. Uh, Then we had probably, I'm surprised that this is actually a good segment. A dance-off between Lana and Naomi. Yeah, this was actually pretty... Fu- I saw people, like, online, like, in disgust of this. I'm like, no, this was actually pretty good. If you're gonna have a dance-off, have two wrestlers who can actually, you know, fucking dance. Yeah. Uh, I think... I forgot to mention this last week, but... Lana's character has changed a lot uh, since WrestleMania. She dropped the accent. Moderately. She's, she... Well, she's... I can understand... She's not pulling a fake accent it's not too obvious but she's talking normal and now she's like more energetic she's doing like doing dancing moves in her entrances and you know what this was not a bad dance off i was expecting cringeworthy stuff from lana and naomi to like blow out of the water this was actually even and with the usos and usos and english out there this actually was a really good segment you do gotta remember lana is a trained dancer though she is right but I know that, but right, you know the WWE, they would be like, you're the heel, so you're going to do the cringe dancing. Yeah, like the Vicky Guerrero segment. I was just (laughs) thinking of that, like the fucking Vicky, Michael, oh my, oh god. WWE 2011-2012 was was rough. Yeah. Um, So next week, week they announced that it's going to be Naomi and Jimmy Uso versus Lana and Aiden English. Uh, Where is Rusev? One, one nitpick is, why isn't this just a couple's tag match? Jimmy and his wife, Naomi, versus Lana and her husband, Rusev. Because they already, they already did that during the mixed man tag? Yeah, but still. Might as that well is true. Sure. I don't know. It's, it's something for easy to do, I guess. Oh, God. Keep going, keep going. Uh, Gals and Anderson cut a promo, then Jim Brothers in a row, so that's a match for money in the bank. Uh, I can't awesome. wait for that match. That's gonna be a good fucking tag match. It is. I'm looking. Be. I'm, I'm looking more forward to it just to see what Carl Anderson and, and Harper can do. He's gonna hit the high kicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I kind of miss. You know what I kind of miss. I miss Luke Harper doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss him doing that. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, uh, we had uh, we had Oscar defeat Mandy Rose to build up her match, and then Carmella uh, beat her up afterwards. The match is still gonna suck. <laughs> Money in the bank. Oh God! I am holding out hope of hopes, but it, it ain't it ain't it ain't looking too good there, muchacho. <laughs> we had a we had a backstage we had a backstage segment with Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Uh, Paige basically saying. Oh god, this was cringeworthy as all hell. Paige is like, remember? P C B It's tea time 
and then walked off. I was like, Paige, don't remind us of that awful stable. Please don't. Don't you mean, Mike, you got the name wrong. Don't you mean the submission sorority? <laughs> oh, God. The funny thing about that was when people looked it up, oh. a bunch of it was a porn series. Yeah, that's why they had to take it off. That's why they took it off. And I don't think they want the daughter of Ric Flair associated with a, with a porn series. Why? It's Ric Flair's daughter. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't want my daughter associated with this trash. No, excuse me. I'm gonna go get those girls' numbers. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I gotta look like, for research. I gotta do research. These girls on a ride space mountain. Woo! I'm gonna look for. I'm, I'm gonna look for wise fifteen to twenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next week we're having Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I can get five uh, more wines just by looking at them. Cause jumping on is a lot easier than jumping off. Okay, okay, Ben. Can you? Be yeah, you sounded like Bill Cosby. Sorry. Okay, guys, I want. I'm, I'm going to say this now. My early favorite for this women's man to bank is Becky Lynch. Yeah. yeah. I, I think of all the girls in this match that need something, it's Becky. Yeah. Because yeah. ever since the shakeup, the focus has been more on Charlotte, Carmella, and Asuka. And everybody's forgetting how good Becky Lynch is. And I think with her, with the briefcase and the eventual, when she gets her title back, it's going to be a good story. Plus, I got to say it. <laughs> yeah. I, plus, I got to say it. This may be a weird thing to point out, but the briefcase is green, and she and she is Irish. I'm just saying. With a, with a, the look of the Irish. <laughs> now we're just we're just gonna talk about the colors of the briefcases. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had an interesting backstage. How did we win an award again? We had an interesting backstage segment with Andrade and Almas. Running into his old buddy Sinkara. That was a when. Uh, when I saw Sinkara pop up on TV, I honest to God like had to do a double take. I'm like, wait, you're still fucking here? He had a match with Samoa Joe at the uh, Super Saiyan Jacob. So, yeah. if this is a try to see Amos's first feud, this is not bad. This is a good thing because this Sinkara can work, and he's a very now, Wait, which which Sin Cara is oh. this? Is this is the is this the second or the third one? I forget. This is, um, this is the second. This is one. The... You know what's sad about this? This La Sombra and this Sin Cara have never actually touched. This storyline does not make sense. That's why. I, that's why I jokingly said they know each other. <laughs> because Mystico, the Sin Cara that's in Mexico right now. Him and La Sombra have wrestled plenty of times. Right. But La Sombra and Hunico, when he was over there as Aguilar, they never touched. Hey, so, whoa. I don't know how the fuck this storyline's gonna work. But okay. I, in WWE land, they're all Mexican. They know each other. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear what Pepe has to say about this later. Uh, Selena Vega basically <laughs> interrupted them and saying that this is not the same Andrade Cien Amas that you know, and that's just basically like, they don't know each other. Yeah, they, you're right. They don't know each other. Oh, so, basically hugged him and said, how are you doing? No. Main, main event <laughs> it's time. Like, it's, like, it's like the first time, say the first time me and Ben ever met, and I just, I didn't know him, and I just basically said, I gave him a hug, and I'm like, how are you doing? It's like, no, you don't do that. What the fuck are you? <laughs> 
Who are you, fat Guido man? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, you fat Guido? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, they've wrestled before. Oh, you just looked this up, they did? Yeah, they've wrestled before. Okay. Of WWE or outside? No, and outside of WWE in uh, CMLL. Okay, oh. now this is all making sense because, like, which Sin Cara did he know? The real one? The copycat? Which one are we talking about here? No, he's wrestled both. He's wrestled okay, both. so he's wrestled. So either way, God. he has wrestled a Sin Cara. You know, I like the fact that they're trying to add a little more to Almas's character a little bit. It's just like he 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 gets drafted to SmackDown. Billy knows anybody, and then Sin Cara comes up. He's like, "Hey, I know you. Give me a hug." We could be. Like, Obviously, this is going to be a pre-show match for Money in the Bank, which I'm fine with if these two can light, light the world on fire. Uh, then we have the main event, Triple Threat. Uh, Joe, Cass, Brian. Uh, ben noted to me yesterday, this was actually a really good Triple Threat match. Yeah. Who the fucking thing it? You put three incredibly competent workers in the ring with each other. And it'll turn out good. Big cast looked good. Samoa Joe looked like a fucking killer. Daniel Bryan looked like a fucking whiz kid. It was great. Uh, Samoa Joe, uh, uh, no, Daniel Bryan was about to win with the uh, running knee to Big Cast. Joe interrupted, got the, the choke on him, and Daniel Bryan passed out. And Samoa Joe was in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So the Money in the Bank ladder match is as follows. Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Rusev, Samoa Joe, The Miz, and a member of the New Day. Yeah. As, when you look at this the is field, the weirdest bunch ever. This is a weird this, But you look at the count. field, it's a lot of up-and-comers, guys that are just there at the main event status, but they need, obviously, this win to elevate them more. But I think the obvious pick is The Miz. I'm, I'm going to go with either The Miz or Balor on this one. One of them needs to win it. So we have I think, two weeks left until Money in the Bank. So uh, let's see how television changes in the next couple of weeks, I think. Uh, by the way, Rusev is like the dark horse on this. He hasn't done anything since he qualified. Which leads me to believe he actually might be the one that takes it. Oh, God. Rusev Day! I hope. So that does it for both Raw and SmackDown. We are going to take a brief little break and leave you with some musical accompaniment while we collect ourselves and get ready for a little bit of independent and news from the rumor mill. So we'll be right. We're going to collect ourselves and get ready for that. So, guys, we'll be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And enjoy this lovely sampling of one of Macho Man Randy Savage's tracks from his underrated rap classic, Be a Man. Show. Holly 
I'ma kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap Cause, like Rodney Dangerfield, you get some respect So come on, Hulk, let's wreck so I can put you in check Be a man, Hulk Come on, don't be scared You're running from Macho, that's what I heard Be a man, Hulk Come on, don't be a chump I never thought Hulk would go wild like a punk Be a man, Hulk Come on, don't be scared You're running from Macho, that's what I heard Be a man, Hulk Boy, use a chump Cause your movies and your acting skills are both trash Your movie straight the video the box office can't stand While I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man You hide the man, but when I find you it's on And when I slam it to the door, you wish you's never born I smell a coward, is that you, Hogan? My dude's gonna kick your butt, this is a slogan You tried to ignore me, thinking I'll go away But I'ma keep on messing with you dude day after day And once you step to my show, you're through The joke's on you, so Hulk, what you gonna do? Probably nothing general admission wrestling podcast it is time for indie news rumor updates and announcements of what indie shows we and you can attend this weekend around the new york new jersey area but before that it's wait, time ben, wait, ben, but ben, before ben, that ben, it is time for a weekly segment with everyone's favorite person in the world it's time for pepe go get him hold on pepe hey get over here no come here oh, got him hold on Vamos, Hey, Pepe, what's up, brother? How you doing? Hi, Senor Ben. Hi, Senor Mike. Hola, Senor. Thank you, mi amigo. Feliz cumpleaños aquí. Happy birthday. What are you doing today, fucker? I'm drinking, motherfucker. Yay! I got a drink for you later, man. We're going to have a fiesta. But wait, Pepe, how are you? Pepe. I'll bring the bitches. Pepe, how are, Pepe, how are you even here right now? I thought you, I thought you were on the run from immigration last week. No, they were looking for my cousin Juanito. I sent them away. It's okay. We're good. You deported your own cousin? You have to do what you got to do, man. Okay. <laughs> if you can sleep well at night, Pepe, good for you. Hey, I need to be okay because I need to go to Chicago to see Rey Mysterio, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. going I, all in, baby. Is Pepe oh. going all in? Yes, I got the ticket. My cousin's from the other side of the border. He had the hookup. 
Um, oh, yeah, I'm going to All In on September 2nd. I have yet to... Pepe, do you have any family here in Puerto Rico? I have yet to run into anybody who knows you. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm very incognito. I'm going to wear a sombrero. I'm not going to wear my mustache, though. I'm going to shave it, so I'm in disguise. Wait. Uh, oh, okay. I was about to say, you, you wear a fake mustache? No, I'm going to shave my mustache. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to shave it. I'm going to look like what you say. An American. Eh, regard. Okay. Okay. okay, Pepe, I think it's time to say goodbye to Oh, do I got to go? It's Mike's birthday. We're going to have some drinks. I'm going to bring the bitches. <laughs> bring, bring the bitches later. Bring the bitches later, Pepe. GWP okay. is a family I'm show. I'm ready for my trip. I got to go back because... Again, I'm going to All In September 2nd. I'll be there. Wait, you pack it now? It's in three months. Yeah, I got to pack, man, because I have my familia to put in the car. I got to put my tacos. It's a lot of packing. Oh, oh okay, okay, do your packing. Okay, I'll what, what, see you guys. I'll let you know how it goes on September 2nd. Bye, everybody. Bye, Pepe. Right, see, you, see you later. And for hey, the hey, don't take my mic. Pepe, give me the mic. Motherfucker tries to take my mic every time. God damn it. Why is it you and him? Ray, how is it you and him are like never in the same room with each other at the same time? Because I can't stand him, so I leave the room when he joins. So do you just throw the mic in his head back like, here? Your turn. Basically. <laughs> Wait, did I hear him say September 2nd? What is he doing on September 2nd? He's going all in apparently and he's packing now. But the show is September 1st. Whatever. God damn it. What? Well, regardless, it is time once again, all shenanigans aside, it is time to get into indie news updates and various little bits of news picked and plucked from all over the wrestling landscape. Here's a fun little story for you guys. Whereas Enzo Amore launched a rap video this week and it was a steaming pile of shite, uh, there was hope in the world of wrestlers appearing in different media this week as for Street Fighter V fans were very funny and in a very funny and very interesting turn of events, Kenny Omega got to star in the reveal trailer for the latest Street Fighter V character, Mayor Cody. And the funny thing is... Hold on a second. Yeah, if you're piecing this together, Kenny Omega got to play a character named Cody who looks suspiciously... Like the son of a son of a plumber who, on being the elite, is running for office. Man, yeah. So. That's, no, there's no way. There's right? no way this. There's no way. The, the, the Street Fighter tried to pull a rib. Is Street Fighter rib. So regardless, not really a lot to talk about this story. Always good to see wrestlers popping up in different forms of media. I'm very happy for Kenny. He's like the ultimate video game nerd. Like, yeah, that's he what, loves that's fighting games, so this definitely had to be a dream of his. Dude, yeah, is, uh, dude is a legit ass fucking weeb and a nerd, so this you must know, he, ben, ben, 2018, he's a legit ass Weed. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Ben, why is Kenny Omega an asshole? But he stopped. What did he do wrong? He just. He, I was gonna he, say he's Kenny Omega. Nothing. He's I just don't like when also, I think I that this man can't get any. When I think that this man can't get any 
fucking cooler or more awesome. He pulls this shit, and I'm like, oh god, Kenny, you are, you are the fuck, you are my fucking hero, brother. Also, now, I just win the belt at Dominion, and we'll be happy. We will. Yeah. We will do that. I need to see where yeah. that goes because I am very curious. As for yeah. news of actual, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big. I, I hate to, I don't use this word lightly, but I am a big Kenny Omega Mark. He is one of the few dudes that I legitimately kind of throw all logic out the window for because I'm like, fuck it, it's Kenny Omega. He can do whatever he wants. Speaking yeah, of being, I turned the corner around him because uh, of the Jericho match. So yep. I'm a big Kenny Omega fan. Speaking of being marks for people, this was an interesting little story that broke this week. Uh, John Cena was doing a Q&A panel, and a fan asked him, who would you rather wrestle in the future, Ricochet or the Velveteen Dream? To which John Cena responded, I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but I would rather wrestle the Velveteen Dream. And everybody in the audience was like, huh... To which John Cena said, I have a very, he said, I'm summating here, but he said, I tend to have kind of a sixth sense with things like this. And I feel like that kind of force, I have kind of like a force sense with these things. And he said, and I could feel those, whenever I see that guy, I can feel those minichlorians tingling. I just know that there's money in that guy. And I'm like, oh, this dude is about to get the push of all fucking pushes. Uh, he couldn't have just said, I just want to face Velveteen Dream. He didn't have to be like, oh, I could get some flack for this, or people that look at me. Hey, dude, Velveteen Dream is one of the most over guys on NXT at the moment. Of course you want to work with him. Cause you want to yeah, but you him. know, people are gonna, you know what John Cena's thinking? He's like, oh, so you want to bury the guy that's playing a gay character? Like, that's the first thing he's thinking. You know Mark's gonna be like, oh, you're just gonna be big match John and Kim. You know what that you know what? You're probably right about that. They probably, yeah, that's why John they, is saying I'm gonna get they're looking at it like of course he wants to work with the gay character. Because he, yeah. he hates them. That's that's the sad part of it. Like John is saying that he wants to work with him because again, Patrick Clark has proven to be an awesome character. He and is. he's done amazing yeah. in NXT, but you know how fans are and they're gonna be like Oh, he just wants to bury him because he's he's doing better than he is at the moment. That's how fucked up wrestling oh, is. Oh, define doing better than John Cena. Currently, John Cena is not doing shit. He's currently doing a fake breakup with Nikki Bell just to boost the ratings for Total Bellas. Yeah, Patrick working. Clark is actually wrestling and doing good. That's what I mean, Mike. Right. Like, see, like, it's Do I have to elaborate for people? God damn it. But it's regardless, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Uh, it is, let's I, move on. I'm just happy that the dude is getting good attention like that. But moving into the world of actual indie wrestling this week, a bit of an update. Keith Lee posted a very funny picture on his Instagram. He's parroting the Infinity War fading into dust meme that has been very popular recently. We don't know where it's from. Shut up. Dude, the, the, the spoiler warning is up at this point. If you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. Everyone so. dies! Yeah, everyone dies. Sorry, everyone dies. But, yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee posted that picture basically saying kind of thank you for everything, which implies to pretty much everyone with a brain cell, he is done with the indies, and NXT is very much in his near future. I'm excited because I've had the chance to see him live 
on several occasions, and the guy is a beast. It's time for NXT to bask in his glory. Mike, are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping he gets to be called up on TV around like TakeOver Brooklyn. Yeah, so we can, we can see him live? Not even that, but just more of the faster you get him on the roster, the faster people are going to notice how good he is. And also, more people are going to get to see who he is because I can honestly say, sadly, a lot of fans aren't going to know instantly who he is. We will, most of the tri-state area will, just because he's wrestled here so many times with Evolve, with promotions like Pro Wrestling Magic and such. However, he hasn't been traveled a lot. People know him in Texas, and they'll know him here in the tri-state area. But honestly, a lot of people didn't get a chance to see him unless you're there or even in PWG. So... We'll have to wait. Well, now that he's under the WWE banner, he's going to be traveling a lot to a lot of these places that are going to open a lot of people's eyes to who in the hell is Keith Lee. They, he's they definitely. Will. I'll say this for all of us here that we have gone to see him live. Yes. Keep your eyes open because he is a sight to see. He is a real yes, yes. sight to see. He is like he is. He could be the next Ernie Ladd, in my opinion. Ooh, you you might have nailed the. You might have nailed it there, Ben. That is awesome. Be the next big cat, Ernie Ladd, for you old school aficionados out there. There was also this is where we lost all of our fans. Who the fuck is Ernie Ladd? Was he in the Bullet Club? Is Ernie Ladd in the Bullet Club? <laughs> was he the big cat? Was that another group? Was he in the Attitude Era? I don't remember that gimmick. Watch the net. Google him. You won't regret it. Point it. But there was another signing. Did Hulk Hogan squash him too? There was another (laughs) signing made this week that turned a lot of heads. If you don't know, Tony Storm has lost the Progress Women's Championship almost a year after winning it. She has lost it to the uh, to uh, Ginny, who the fashion queen, who is probably one of the best heels working in the UK and Scotland right now. She is awesome, trained by Jimmy Havoc. But that's right, not the big news story but here. But it's not about her. But it's not about her this week. It's about Tony getting signed. It's about Tony getting signed to NXT. If you don't remember, Tony Storm was a uh, big name in the May Young Classic this past year. WWE mm-hmm. all obviously had big plans for her, but she had some stuff to finish up first, and it seems... Yeah, she, unfortunately, she was still under a contract, and they couldn't negotiate with her or make a deal with her. But now that her contract is up, and that she has lost the title, WWE... We're quick to snap her up. Absolutely, because she yep. is she is one hell of a talent, and I am really looking forward to seeing her in NXT. Simply because the NXT women's division has been getting really, really, really fucking good lately. Shayna Baszler, yep. Dakota Kai, fucking uh, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, Bianca Belair. Yep. Uh, yeah, Bianca also- Belair and Tony Storm. I'm just waiting for that one because I think oh, that's gonna those be an awesome two match. are going to be good. And stop lying, Ray, because you're just fucking hyping everything up. It's going it, to it's about yeah, damn it. It is going but to let's be talk, just from just from NXT signing. Let's talk about one that I know Mike's going to hate the company, but we're happy to see this guy at least get signed somewhere. You know what's funny is I was going to bring it up when I haven't mentioned that, but since you since. You say I'm gonna hate it. I hate. I love this move because it makes sense. Uh, Joe Hendry, the prestigious one, the local hero, the local hero, whichever one you want to call him, is gonna be 
Uh, Impact Wrestling, I believe, June 1st and June 2nd, I believe. Yep, because these, I think they're doing UK dates for um, Impact. Impact, but it is looking like Joe Hendry is going to sign a deals contract, so he might be doing more dates right. than just these, which yeah. is not bad. It's like, hey, Joe Hendry is a great talent. If you haven't seen him, look at ICW stuff, look at Defiant Wrestling. He is a great talent. His video, his parody videos are hilarious and catchy. So look forward to the local hero, Joe Hendry. Because guess what? He can wrestle and he can sing. Joe Hendry makes things better for Impact Wrestling. Speaking of ICW and progress, a uh, bit of an update here. Oh, I hate you both, boo. You just lost. Why it. do you hate British wrestling? God damn it, Mike. Get the fuck out Michael's of Michael's like, Michael's like, fuck them limeys. Oh, my God. No. Ho, 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 the fuck on. Did I say anything about that? No, I said I hate the joke that you two just made. Okay. Oh. So you two. In the words so, of progress. So, <laughs> since it's my birthday, bend the fuck over. No. No. Pepe's bringing you the bitches. Fuck that. You're my bitches. <laughs> uh, Moving God on, ICW and Progress might be appearing on the WWE Network very soon, which honestly I think will be really cool to give. You said, ICW, you said ICW, right? Not, I, heard, I thought I heard CZW. God, no, no, ICW. ICW. Imagine a CZW on the WWE Network. Oh my god, everybody will flip the fuck well, they're so no, t- Well, they're so tame now they could get away with it. Uh, but you know what? ICW and Progress, I watched an ICW product, and Ben is a big fan of the Progress product. I think them being on the network helps a lot of guys such as Pete Dunne, Tyler Bay, Trent Seven, and Wolfgang, because not a lot of people see enough of them. So if they get the spot on the network, it works out. And also, it's a, it's a fourth or fifth brand for WWE to uh, use talent that are not being used at all. They could be like, hey, uh, Dolph Ziggler, you're not being used on uh, WWE programming this month? Oh, go to Progress for a month. Which works, though, because it's like a, a lot of their guys are going to Progress anyway. So it works, having guys like Chris Hero go and do some matches. Yeah, He's for- always wrestling at Progress, so it's like, hey, have at least this be your UK brand of sorts. Yeah, and also... Uh, if we have, we've been seeing this on the NXT house shows that guys such as Ty Dillinger, Tyler Breeze, and Revival have been appearing on NXT house shows just so they can uh, do something because they're positioned not too strongly on the main roster. So they just bring them to NXT for a little bit just to, I don't know, to get some work in. Yeah. yeah. So they can do the same with, with like promotions like Progress or even uh, I, ICW. Who knows? They yeah, can, this think... can definitely start a big movement in the UK, and even we can see Rev Pro starting something and such. So definitely, yeah, I, I like this move by the WWE. Definitely something right. to keep an eye on. I think the one thing you just need to be cautious about with ICW and Progress is that there tends to be cursing on the shows because they don't give a shit. Like for ICW, for example, you have guys like Lionheart and Chris Renfrew, who every other sentence they use the word fuck. They're, yeah, they're, they're obviously gonna bleep it out, but you know what? I think they're gonna have to tell them. Listen, you're gonna be on the WWE Network. A lot, there's gonna be a lot of eyes on the product. Can you tone it down a little bit? I feel like they're not gonna do that though, because it wouldn't be organic. People that know the ICW product, you know, it's raunchy. It's not 
your regular wrestling product. It's not going to be... It's family-friendly in a sense, but again, it's a little bit for the mature crowd. So I don't yeah. think they're going to want to change it because then what's the point? It's just another wrestling show. Also, another thing to point out with the ICW potential being the WWE Network is that one of their uh, talents used to be in the WWE, and I'm talking about Bram. And he did not have the greatest relationship with WWE. What does that mean for him? Ooh. Double G, double O, double M, <laughs> double, double M, E, double E. God. God. Unless they just don't show him. Unless he still wrestles for them, they just don't show him on the network. Yes, so. Or maybe that tie has been, like, kind of fixed, maybe. Who knows? You, you, never, you never know, this guy, but anything else, Ben, before we head out? The final bit of news this week. We have one more story before we get to Stupid Tweet of the Week. It is an update regarding All In. For those who don't know, uh, at the All In press conference, it was announced that Cody Rhodes will be challenging for the NWA championship. But, very recently, Nick Aldis, a.k.a. Magnus, put a little caveat on that. He will only put the NWA championship on the line if Cody is able to win and defend the ROH championship in the same match. Yep. So he wants title for title, and then it was announced this week at Ardoy on uh, sorry, June 29th, it will be Cody versus Marty versus Dalton Castle in a triple threat match for that same championship. Oh, shit, I didn't realize that. that's uh, that's another thing added to this. I only knew about Cody and, Marty, uh, Cody and uh, Dalton. I didn't realize Marty's involved in this. Yep. Yep. I've seen Damn. this. Finger poke of doom. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Finger poke no. of this doom. No. Is, this is Ring of Honor. This ain't WCW. Come on. Bro, I swear to God. Bro, I swear to God, bro. Listen. You are going to appreciate this one, bro. <laughs> no, no, listen. I need, I, I need to strongly go against you on this because I really don't think Ring of Honor representatives are going to allow... Uh, that to happen on their watch because if they do they're going to get labeled as WCW like 2.0 just no no but I feel I'm not no. saying that the match is going to end instantly with a finger poke of doom like like Hogan match but I am saying it's going to get to the point that they're fighting and fighting and fighting and then Marty and Cody say you know what we need this to happen too sweet finger poke of doom one two three Cody walks out to I feel bad for Dalton Castle because he is like the he's the oddball in this uh, scenario because he has the belt and it's obvious it's going to be Cody and uh, Nick Aldis. It's just that the fact that his title reign has to end for this for the for the indie match. You know what I think though? It has been at least it's something. ROH pulled out the wild card and said, "You know what? We're going to give a guy that's earned his shot and has earned his reign." So yes, it is a quick reign, but again. Dalton, I don't feel he was like a true champion. He was more of a transitional champion. For really? Cody Rhodes, I say this now just because if you look at the reign he's had. Look at the reign Dalton has had. He's unfortunately been injured most of it. So it's like, it's not a champion's reign. Dalton, maybe later on, he can get a, a longer reign. But for now, it's looking like just a transitional champion. So it's it not sucks. a Discord Dalton. It's not a oh, Discord oh, Dalton. I know what you mean. It's just that it just sucks that 
he's probably the only person that you can think of as like the face of Ring of Honor with all the with with last year. That isn't a Bullet Club member, yeah. Every, every well, not even that, but everybody that has left Ring of Honor in the past year. Yeah. And you have Dalton Castle still. I know Jay Lethal's still there, and he's technically the franchise. But you need a, a young and up and comer to say. No, I know that. I know that's what I'm saying. That it was the it was that fresh face, that baby face, to finally like prove, yeah. hey, I earned my spot. But again, sadly, I, 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 I started from the bottom here in Ring yeah. of Honor, and I got to the top. Now you could say you can't really say that about Jay Lethal because he left Ring of Honor, went to TNA, then came back to Ring of Honor. Honestly, for Ring of Honor, there's one thing they are—they lack in baby faces. But I think with it's obviously Cody's going to win the Ring of Honor World Title. We knew he was going to get the belt back anyway. But I think the fact that this is going to be title for title for the ROH and the NWA title—is Cody going to win the NWA title now? Or I feel like he's destined to. Or I feel he's the, destined to win it because he's a Rhodes. The fucking but Ray, but Ray, you, have, you also have the other possibility. Nick Aldis winning the ROH world title. No, Ooh. I doubt ROH is going to want to do that. They're not just going to go from champion to champion to champion like that. They're going to want Cody to be their head for a while just because, again, the Bullet Club is still with Steam in Japan and ROH. And bringing in the NWA title, that's just adding more prestige to not only the ROH title, but also to the Rose and the ROH. But title. think about the publicity that they can get if Nick Aldis becomes Ring of Honor World Champion. The NWA World Champion just won the ROH World title. And now he's yeah, but that also diminishes the ROH belts. title. It says, look, mm-hmm. your, your ROH Champion cannot defeat a guy that's been winning and has wrestled for over, has wrestled over fucking 30 matches already. It's like the guy is just defending every other week. He's, he's defending the title. And for a guy like Cody Rhodes, he's supposed to be this star player, not to, not, no joke there, not for the starters gimmick, but just saying he is the star right now of ROH as their top guy being a Bullet Club member. But again, I feel it's going to be Cody walking out champion just because, one, it is the guy that's been, he's getting famous, again, with the Bullet Club there. But two, it is a Rhodes. That NWA title, when you think of it, you think of Ric Flair and you think of Dusty Rhodes. You do. So that I'm is, hoping it's a, they it's a, finally... Give Cody what he deserves, and that's that time. It's a seminal belt, and like to see like a side by side image of his dad holding the belt, and then him holding the belt would actually be pretty awesome, in my opinion. But that yeah. story, but put a pin in that story for now, because as always, all in it can always change. It's always a very fluid show at the moment. Not a lot has been locked down in terms of matches, more just participants. But we shall see what happens. As the as we continue yeah. the march that's, towards that's September, all in September. So we got a while to go. This we got a while to go before it is unleashed to the world. So before we get out of here for the day, because there's a beach outside that I want to go enjoy while I'm still here, and Mike wants to go enjoy his birthday with some of Pepe's bitches. Uh, let's let's end this episode. Pepe's bitches. Pepe's bitches. Before we get out of here, uh, I believe Mike has, or Ray has, the stupid tweet of the week. I gave mine earlier regarding oh uh, Phoenix in those video. But uh, Ray, you have something for us? I know. Mike, Mike has it. Mike, what do you got yes, for us, buddy? I'm, I'm the one with the stupid tweet. Uh, Brother. Tweet. Why did the blow up my spot? Fuck, I'm not doing this. 
Aww. Why do you have to blow it up? Ben ruined his birthday. God damn it, Ben. Damn it, Ben, you ruined everything. Go fuck in the corner. This is sad music. This week's stupid tweet goes to Hulk Hogan. Now you're probably wondering, oh, did he go on a race, racial tirade? No. Even worse. He thought somebody was dead and they weren't. <laughs> Damn, Bam. I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. Love you. Miss you. HH. Now, for anybody that, that doesn't live under a rock or that's following uh, celebrities, Bam Margera, he's talking about, is still alive. So, in quick retaliation, he recovered by saying, Got Ryan and Bam mixed up. Sorry, Bam. HH. First of all, uh, uh, if you do not know who we're talking about, these are two former castmates of Jackass. Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn. Yes, Ryan Dunn has, pa- has passed away yes. years ago, and it is sad to say because we all do miss Ryan Dunn. Rest yes. in peace, Ryan Dunn. But it is just crazy to say. Hulk, if you're saying you love the guy and you want to hang out, how do you confuse him with Ryan Dunn? They don't even look alike. Not even a little. Come on, Hulkster. Goddamn Hogan. Like, I feel bad because Bam has gone through suicidal thoughts and he's been in the news lately again about that because he is going through how, a lot of depression how, and all that. How, so. how strange is it that a decade on, Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville are genuinely in a, in a better place than Bam Margera? How weird is that? That is sad, because Johnny Knoxville's in movies now. And uh, Steve-O. And I've Steve-O. actually been following Steve-O, and I don't know if he's defined better as he's still doing stunts. But he's okay. He's his sanity. He's his clean sanity and he's clean and sober now. The dude got got yeah. off of a. His oh, that's good. But his judgment still sucks. You can, that, but that's gonna always be there. You can still you can be so you, you can be sober and still be a fucking idiot. Mm, yeah. Look at you. Look at you. For example. Exactly. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. That was too easy. For I'm me. sober a majority of the time, and this and the amount of stupid shit I do, and I'm sober grossly outweighs the amount of stupid shit I do, and I'm inebriated. We're right, doing so, this, and we're all sober. How did, right, we, so, how did we win an award? Before we head out, Ray, go ahead. Oh, my God. So, for those that are in the tri-state area, let's start off with Friday. Friday is going to be ICW. Not Insane Championship Wrestling, but Impact Championship Wrestling is coming back with their show, Night of Main Events. This night will be main evented by Sabu taking on Nick Gage. Yes, the king of deathmatch takes on the homicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu, or how Ben would like to call it. Sabu. There we go. And not just that, recent recent, uh, indie um, trailblazer, fucking crazy motherfucker, uh, Pierre Carl Olette. Hope I pronounced that fucking correctly. If I don't, uh, yep. these guys. PCO, are telling me. just call him the PCO. PCO, who's been tearing it up on the indies lately, ever since his amazing performance at Joey Janela's Spring Break. We'll be going one on one with former UFC fighter, cannabis activist, and bro, king of bros, Matthew fucking Riddle. That should yep. be a motherfucking treat. I can't wait for the tag match though. It's gonna be current impact. Ta- wait, no, kind of spoil. Nope. Yeah, cut that off. 
current House of Glory Tag Team Champions. Go on, no, 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 we're going back to that statement. Continue. What were you saying? You have Tag exclusive Team Champions, house? almost no, everywhere no. they go, LAX is teaming up to take on current GCW Tag Team Champions, Ciclope and Miedo Extremo. That's going to be a tag team. Very much Latin flair in that match. That's going to be awesome. That will no, be... We're not, oh, no, we're not continuing this segment until you finish that sentence. You're abruptly stopped. No, no, I just said House of Glory tag team champions. That's, that's all I'm Mike, saying. you don't even like Impact. Shut up. <laughs> I'm enjoying no, it. Impact, I, 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 I'm enjoying it a little bit. Nice. As for the next, As for the next show going on this weekend, do not forget that Saturday, Hoboken, New Jersey, 301 Garden Street, you can come on down at 7 o'clock T- tickets start at $15 for Capital Wrestling, The Grey Album. This is going to be an absolutely stacked show. Wonderful vendors, great, great food. And we're going to, in the, the whole show, we'll have amazing matches. The likes of the Bad Apple, Matt McIntosh, going one-on-one with the Venture Grapitalist, Logan Easton LaRue. Don't forget, also, it'll be a tag team tour de force between two students of the Black and Brave, taking on Juba and Smiley to determine the interim Capital Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Don't forget the Memfo Mofo will be going one-on-one with Chuck Payne. And a whole slew of your favorite Capital Wrestling stars will be there. But what is sure to be an utterly amazing night. Do not miss it. 301 Garden Street, Hoboken, New Jersey, this Saturday night, 7 o'clock bell time. Anything else? I believe Sunday, if you're not, if you're not busy, Sunday will be in the Bronx. It's going to be Now You Create Presents. Oh, wait. Sorry about that. Let me just make sure I pronounce the name correctly because I do not want to promote this incorrect. Hold on one moment, everyone. Okay, it is. Now You Create presents Get Rich or Die Fine, the name of a 50 Cent album or movie, if you know that correctly. So they're presenting that show, already announced for that card, the main event of the night is going to be the Notorious 187 Homicide teaming up with the Boricua Beast, Dan Moff, to take on COD members EC Negro and TJ Marconi. So this... Also for the night, they're going to have one big matchup, which is Jay George facing off against someone. I, I don't know. And nay, we forget <laughs> the fast the fast feud fury, the burger brawl, the hot dog havoc. It is going to be Hot Dog Starks going one-on-one with Cheeseburger. Uh, I was going to leave that off the card. Because, goddammit, wrestling is awesome and things are great. I love uh, this. So, again, please go support your local indie next week. We'll give you the update of next week's show. So, thank you guys again for listening. Those are the indies. Support your local indie. Support your local indies. Ben, and, any last words? And guys, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Once again, without you, there is no fucking show. Don't forget that we have two YouTube channels you can check out. You can check us out on General Admission Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, and you can check out Ray Ramundo and Whole Milk Mike's gaming channel, GAWP Games, on YouTube as well. They're doing Universe Mode. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Don't forget, you can follow us on our social media on 
Facebook, the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, and on the tw- and on the tweeters at the GAWP Show. That's where you're going to get the most consistent updates, news articles, and polls. And also, don't forget, we're going to have a, a new store for you guys up and running very soon. Get you guys some nice GAWP merch. So stay tuned for that. And Mike, tell them where they can download the, this episode and all past episodes. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Turner Radio, and Podtastic. Hell of a lot of good stuff going on there in the world, kid. Like we said, like like we said before, the world's a the world's a complicated place. A lot of bad shit going on. There's a lot of good shit too. Appreciate the good stuff, like professional wrestling, and appreciate appreciate every birthday, every vacation, every every good little thing you get to have in life. I'd say things are going pretty good for us right now, and I'd like to say one thing right now because this is a little off script. And Ray, I hope you don't mind me doing this. Ray. I know I won't go into detail because I know you like to keep things personal and I will respect that. I know that things haven't exactly been easy for you lately and I've been there too. But I just want to let you know that me and Mike are here for you and we will always be here for you. And I hope you know that. Thank you, brother. You are one of the... Just got, just got sad now. Way to go, Ben. You made it awkward. It doesn't have to be awkward if you make it awkward. I just wanted to let you know that we love you and you will always have a place here. Am I getting fired now? Well, <laughs> did you tell... Did you tell the... Did you tell the police where my cocaine stash is? I might have. Then you are fired. Don't then you are fired. <laughs> Damn it, did Fembe steal my cocaine? Uh, I didn't want to tell you till you got back, but yeah, he left you a note, though. A cure for cancer. What? God damn it. Deadpool reference. It's like, I love you very much. I love you very much, Ray. By the way, there's a cure. By the way, there's a pound of cocaine in the walls hidden next to the cure for blindness. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, gotta love those Rick. Gotta love a Deadpool reference. But still, guys, I love doing this show. I love all of you, and thank you once again for tuning into another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, cutting through all the bullshit and getting to the nitty-gritty of the weird and wild world of professional wrestling. On a weekly basis, I am Avenging Ben. I'm the birthday boy, home of Mike. And I'm the Law Ray Ramundo. Reminding you, Mike, tell him like you do. Join the madness. And follow the law. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the beach. Yeah. Ben, he has a thing of cocaine. No, no one touch no one touch my cocaine! <laughs> see, see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Bye! Consensual penis, lying ass hoe, 